Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey. The other way. Marcus Bailey. This upset with a pick six. And we are back. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Evan Webb, here with my good friend, Andrew Eiler. A rare occurrence where Tanner actually can't be here with us tonight. Yeah, like second time in like three years or something, probably. Yeah. He's got to do something important, like move or something. I don't, know. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, probably pretty busy. How's it going, Andrew? I know you couldn't join us last week. No, we were out. I was traveling a lot. Yeah, it's good. Busy, but no. So a little worried man. about this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What? yeah, I'm starting to get more and more. So I say you celebrated an anniversary this weekend. Is that is we that did? Right? Yeah, we were up in a couple hours north on in Door County, Wisconsin, for our anniversary Thursday through Sunday. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, so yeah. We, big birthday ahead. party for you, though. Yeah, I turned the big three zero. So I'm starting to feel this week. I worked out and played basketball <laughs> yesterday, and I can't. Your really back immediately me. hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah. woke up, you woke up Sunday morning, and your back hurt. And, yeah, yeah. It just felt wiser. I guess, but no, yeah, good. Good to be back. Uh, Boilers took care of business on Saturday. Just like, I mean, it, if you tuned in last week, you heard Tanner talking about how all, all we wanted for this game against Indiana State was just take care of business, no injuries. Hopefully, you know, all, you know, at, at best starters play maybe a half and then let the backups come in, get some experience, especially a lot of the young guys. Maybe we might see Brady Allen if all things go well. I uh, weren't sure, you know, he's got four games that he can, he can play before that red shirt's burnt up. Um, and we saw exactly that. Uh, the Boilers cruised to a, to an easy 56 to nothing victory over the Indiana state Sycamores a lot better than the last time <laughs> these two teams met back in 2013 <laughs> when uh, Ricardo, that was a Ricardo, Ricardo Allen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, I, mean, I know we were kind of, before we started recording that we, neither of us were able to watch a whole lot of the game, which, if you watched ten minutes of it, it's probably all you need. All you needed to see based on this game, because the Boilers, once they got took the lead, that's all. That's all it was, and it's all it needed. To, they didn't really yeah. get back, but um, following, you, yeah, following along, it seemed like kind of like you said, it was exactly kind of best case scenario almost. So I mean, O'Connell was perfect, mm-hmm. seventeen of nineteen, played a half, got in. All the other three other quarterbacks all got in. I mean, how many guys they gave, they had counting the quarterbacks, I guess, but they're not counting the quarterbacks. They handed off to five different running backs yeah yeah 11 uh, different guys caught passes i mean sounds i mean emptied the bench good a good experience yeah uh for the most part seemed like they came out of it healthy except now we find out about king doru and now i guess he only did have three carries i kind of thought that was just because 
they didn't need him, but maybe he was already kind of yeah. Well, before the game hurt, you know, we found out that Jalen Graham was going to be out a couple mm-hmm. weeks, which we didn't know that at the time of our last recording, which uh, didn't obviously need him on Saturday, but we're definitely going to need him moving forward. I mean, even as early as this, week, this, yeah, this coming yeah. Saturday, I mean, he's kind of the the backbone of that defense, and it's yeah. I mean, which is weird because they said he hurt, he got hurt during the uh, NCAA game. game. I don't. I mean, ever he played. Ever. He played all. He played every. Yeah. Time. So that's that was a a shocking uh, tweet yeah. in us when that was uh, kind of a, yeah three to four weeks I think they said I don't even remember what the injury was a low like leg injury I don't even know do you remember yeah it was yeah something like like a shin was, like, like a, a shin tibia? fracture or something tibia? yeah yeah your wife's the doctor she can help us out here I'm uh, pretty sure I asked her I was like what <laughs> your shin yeah like shin fracture or something yeah. micro fracture or something yeah so that's I mean I guess I'm if anything, I'd rather it happen now than, you know, the, yeah. the Big Ten season. But, I mean. Because, I mean, you got, yeah, Indiana State, Syracuse, and then is it? Uh, Fort Atlantic. Fort Atlantic, which so, yeah. hopefully you won't need him much. And then at that yeah. point, maybe maybe he's back because then it's been the three weeks and mm-hmm. yeah, this three is or four the, weeks. So he's good. The one us, game but. that you'd like to have him is probably this week coming up against Syracuse. Um, but as you kind of already mentioned, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, Pretty much a perfect game, 17 and 19, 211 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I, once again, you know, back to back games of Charlie Jones, Chuck Sizzle um, taking the nation by storm. Uh, 10 targets, 133 yards, three touchdowns. So he got three of what I assume is Aiden's four yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, there is um, some throw when he, yeah. Yeah. And then another touchdown actually went to a former. Quarterback Paul Perferi, tight end. Sh- oh man, they should have gotten him to throw a pass. That was that's what. Yeah, so I feel like we got to see it at some point. Giving the former quarterback, um, I mean, only three punts on the day for Purdue, which I would have guessed less just based off what I was watching. I don't remember. I only ever saw someone punt. Um, that was the only thing. I think uh, Purdue did muff a punt in the second half. Uh, mm. I think they, but I think they did lose. But I think they quickly defense forced a three and out. I believe after that, I don't think Indiana State got a. First down after that one. So again, clean it up, learning experience. Who knows at that point? I could have been a. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, Swinsky. Yeah, I think it was Swinsky. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where's the other punt? Fumbles. Oh, you mean Indiana State only punted three times? No, sorry. Purdue punted three times. Oh, sorry. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Indiana State punted nine times. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just I'm looking at this. It says Purdue had three punt returns. So they must have been six gotcha. catches yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, Sowinski looks like yeah, Purdue fumbled had one. Um, had one fumble. Yeah, I think he muffed the punt. And... Yeah, which let's see another was... another pick six. Yep, Cam Al, who should have had a pick the previous yeah. couple of passes before then. I remember I was watching at that point, and then I turned around, was talking to people, and then all of a sudden I. Hear some cheering, and I look back, and there's Cam Allen, uh, sixty-five going, yards or something. Right? Yeah, so we've had. Yeah. I think that's. I think Two I saw some stat. We've had, I think, the longest uh, interception return for touchdown. Two pick six. I think that leads the nation right now. In in two two weeks, or I guess three weeks, we count week well, zero. But and Purdue hasn't done it back to back. I think Ricardo. I think Ricardo Allen did it like back to back himself in like 2012 or something. Yeah, maybe that's that's a. Yeah, we usually don't. It's, we're lucky to see one pick six for a Purdue season. Now we've seen it back to back. Yeah, back to back games. Um, 
other than that, I mean, any other thoughts on the game? I mean, in terms of, I mean, you had Charlie Jones with 10 catches, and then I actually maybe, I think he had Tyrone, nine, 10 targets, nine yeah, catches. Nine, nine catches, and then Tyrone Tracy was next with four. Yeah. That, yeah. that all happened in the first, like, two series. Like, he had three carries and four catches in the first couple series they had the ball. Yeah. Uh, um, with a couple handoffs and pitches, so definitely getting him more involved. I don't, again, not being able to watch much of it. I don't know how much of it that they played. And I mean, it was kind of, I don't know, do discipline at all. I don't, I'm Tyrone or TJ Sheffield didn't have a catch. Yeah, say a lot of like, I mean, Rashawn Rice didn't have a catch. I don't know how, how much they played again. I think Durham had one catch for seven yards. I mean, that's, I, I, mean, I think a lot of it was those guys not playing that much. Yeah. But then again, then again, also Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones clearly have so, a yes, connection. Curious. Yeah, which kind of I can't remember who wrote the article. It might have been a Dean Hart article about Charlie Jones and or maybe it might have been Brian Newbert in one of his weekly columns. He was based on how, you know, it's great that they've got this connection. Um but you know, Chuck Jones is no is no longer a, a mystery to teams now. They've got plenty of film on him just in the first two games. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see where O'Connell goes. But I mean what, yeah. Not 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 that I say he's comparable, but I mean it's like teams knew about David Bell, right? Yeah, last and year and O'Connell still if, threw to him fifteen yeah, times a game. Yeah, see if if Chuck can get open, yeah, like that. Um, mm. This he can maybe be a revelation if he could because we that was something that we were sorely thought we were going to be lacking coming into the season. It, I don't know if I thought I don't know maybe you, I didn't know if I thought that they'd be lacking. I figured there'd be something just because of all the talent that they had over the years. That's with, true, yeah, I mean, yeah, Milton Wright hurt, but I mean. Mershon Rice was highly recruited. TJ Sheffield was no, yeah. was a Notre Dame commit at one point, like highly recruited. Um, other like Colin Sullivan, another redshirt freshman, I think, also yeah. high, pretty highly recruited and highly thought after. So I mean, there's a lot. They had a lot of talent. Payne Durham, Mackey yep. Ward, final or um, candidate nominee. Mm-hmm. I don't know on the for the Walt preseason list, whatever. So I mean, there was right. talent. It was just all unproven because they couldn't right. stay healthy. Outside of Durham, I mean, they really couldn't stay healthy. So. Right, I like seeing a uh, Preston Terrell, the red. I think he's, I believe he's a redshirt freshman. I know he's a freshman last year, but I don't know if he redshirt or not. I don't know if he played. I think, special teams. I think they pretty much all do. I think. Yeah, much, he yeah. had he had uh, two catches for twelve yards on three targets. So I mean, nice to get some of the really young guys in there. Um, I think the bigger the bigger thing. I mean, kind of what you'd expect, and kind of what Purdue should do against Indiana State. Five and five and a half yards of carry, two hundred and thirty-two rushing yards, mm-hmm. most rushing yards since. 2018, I think I saw in a game. Yeah, three touchdowns. Um, I mean, longest was 17 yards, so still not getting those yeah. big, then, big yeah. plays. But I mean, not going to break a 60 yarder or something. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll say nice to see, you know, we like we kind of brought up the jump. You know, Burton got in through three passes, completed all three of them. You know, Alamo got in, you know, went four for five. And then, you know, Brady Allen, the, the freshman phenom that we're all excited to see down the road at some point, get, even got in, um, going one for three for eight yards. So it was nice to – I wasn't sure what Brom would do with, you know, if we got up big like that one. I wasn't sure if he would, you know, just go with Burton for a lot of it and then maybe throw in a Limo there towards the end or if he would actually play on every quarterback on the roster, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and that's where it was kind of like, well, yes, you need Burton to be ready in case, but I was kind of wondering, like, would Burton not play that much and just go right to a line and Brady Allen right. they're clearly the future, because right. is Burton a sixth, is it a sixth year? 
This is his last year. Yeah, I know it's his last year, but is it his sixth? Like O'Connell's his, a sixth I think year. It's his fifth. fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. he's clearly Burton's clearly. I guess he could technically probably take it. He could get a COVID year, probably. I don't know. Yeah, Most likely now. Most yeah, likely it's yeah, his last yeah. year. I mean, yeah, especially it is, his so. last year in a pretty uniform. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, going forward, it's Brady Allen or Alimo next year, and it's kind of like okay, let's see. Hopefully, there's more. There's more games like this, but. I, yeah. I don't, probably not that they'll have chances and hopefully, hopefully we don't see Brady Allen again until the last game of the year against IU and Purdue's up 50 to seven yeah. or something. Yeah. Then it'd be okay. Yeah. That'd be okay. Uh, looking at some stats, Purdue had 28 first downs. Indiana State had seven. Um, held them to only 51 rushing yards. I mean, it's Indiana State, but I still like, I mean, it can hold somebody to 50 yards. It's I'll take that all day. Net yards passing, 280, 289 to 94. Yikes. Yeah, four sacks. I think Purdue had four sacks. Is that what I heard or saw? Uh, let's so, which I think – I don't know if that goes against rushing or passing. I, I don't remember. I think it goes against passing, which I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. I think that's what it does. Um, yeah, four sacks. Yanni Karloftis, first half sack. Yeah, I saw I saw the highlight and glad to see him get in because I know there was – and he didn't play the first game, and it was like, is he hurt? Is he kind of there's a lot of questions around his status and what was going on? Um, Sanusi Kane led the team in total tackles with seven. Uh, Corday Cinder mm-hmm. had four, which is awesome. Um, with the sack, too, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Bryce Hampton, it's a name we haven't really heard, had three. Where's number zero? I didn't know that. That's cool. He's the. Cornerback transfer was he the? Oh Jingo yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I can't remember where he's from, but yeah, that's right. Or D two, I think he came from a D two school. Uh, Yanni had two tackles. Caraway had two tackles. So Reese Taylor had one. I know he did not have a very good first game, but and overall, I mean, obviously dominance, which is exactly what we wanted. Yep, exactly what hopefully. And like you said, I don't know, I don't. I'm not aware of anybody. No, it's not like nobody got carried off. Nobody didn't right. didn't come out and say, "Oh, so and so." Offensive line's healthy. Defensive line is as healthy as going to get. Now it's just more mm-hmm. of these, like what came out a couple hours ago. King Doru is going to miss Syracuse. I don't think they mm-hmm. said. I think I saw Brock Thompson's doubtful as well to play this weekend, but I don't, Thompson didn't play at Indiana State, so that mm-hmm. was a, a ongoing issue from his surgeries. I don't know what the King Doru. I'm trying to issue is trying to pull that up, see if I can find. So there's an article. Uh, let's see here. Maybe. But I mean, I mean, I know coming in, it was okay. Purdue's depth depth on the running back could be an issue. It was more of just unproven. I don't have like the guy who can take over a game because the right. solid, but he's not doesn't have the game breaking speed or anything like that. But I mean, again. Indiana State. So it sounds two, like two walk-ons. It sounds like well. he was he was hurt going into the last week. So it says he tried to play, but he only was able to play just ten offensive snaps. Um, he's hoping to get Brahms hoping to get Drew back for next week for homecoming, but he may not be back until October first against Minnesota. So that's a little concerning. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's why they brought in. Kobe yeah, Lewis. Yeah, Kobe Lewis. We and, got Dylan Downing still. So. And then Maccabee was actually the other walk-on that uh, was leading rusher against the NST. Yeah. And then yeah. Tyrone Tracy got some handoffs. I bet he gets more involved now this week because yeah, they want to get him the ball. And 
that was the article I think they had out there that he kind of, I think he was a running back in high school and maybe even when yeah. came out of high school kind of as a running back and kind of, he even said, I think it's more natural for him for the handoffs and short, short swing passes. Swing yeah. Passes I think than the, the more short field. Yeah. The short passes are definitely something we need to get him involved more just because we don't have the running game that we'd like to have. And just being able to, like we've kind of talked about over the last couple of weeks of just, you know, having it just be an extension of the run game, those short passes that I wish we would have done at the end of the Penn State game versus trying to go vertically just to get the clock moving. Uh, Gosh, it's, it seems like for five years, I mean, the whole Brian, I guess it was better his first couple of years when the offensive line was older and bigger his first couple of years and more talented, but God, it's, use those short passes as the extension of the running game. We've been saying that forever. It's like, yeah. <laughs> because Purdue can't run it up the yeah. middle because they yeah. can't control the line or have it. Which, which is odd because, I mean, this is probably one of Brom's best offensive lines he's had. Since his first year probably, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, I really like the offensive line, but just, I mean, mm-hmm. when you're playing Penn State, when you're playing Wisconsin with those, I mean, it's just a different level yeah. of athlete on the line, which is unfortunate. But also, I mean, it's not hard if you're an opposing coach to recruit a running back away from Purdue because we just don't run the ball. So if you're going to want to be running yeah. back featured, you know, are you going to go where the next run the ball or where you're doing a lot of play act or play action pass blocking. Um, but moving on to the new week, first road game of the season hitting, not, not the carrier dome anymore, not the carrier dome as I saw earlier. Uh, <laughs> It's the JMA Wireless Dome. We'll play the Boys Travel noon on Saturday, September seventeenth, to play the Syracuse Orange. I am. I uh, honestly, I don't think. I wonder. I I did not know anything about Syracuse other than thinking like, oh, they're not very good. Um, right before the year, when we did the confidence picks three weeks ago, they probably were. I don't know if I probably had that list over here somewhere. I wrote down. They probably were like. Like nine or or ten or something like that, which they probably should be. But now the more I read about them, I'm like crap. Yeah, um, I had Syracuse at ten. Syracuse yeah. at ten. So uh-huh. Indiana State was twelve, FAU was eleven, and Syracuse yeah. was ten. Yeah, I might change. I would probably change that if we redid it. Just because. I know. I mean, so they're coming off. They beat Louisville week one pretty handily. I think it wasn't yeah. like three to seven or something. Yeah, it was. It was. So that I mean, again, Louisville. Who knows? They look pretty. I have not watched a minute of Louisville or Syracuse football, honestly. But uh, from all of the everything I've heard on the seven, yeah, and it sounds like Louisville is not very good. So take that what he will. But still, Louisville. I mean, it's it's not Indiana State and then UConn last week that they did the same thing. Indiana against yeah. like Purdue did with Indiana State, UConn. So not a whole lot you could take from that from them either. But still, uh, I was shocked. Still, when it, I think it opened or like the early line, they're like, oh. Purdue minus one or minus two at open, and it's currently sitting Syracuse minus one and a half, which you know what? Home team counts for something, but still, that's kind of surprising. I don't know. Yeah, I thought, I mean, probably started the year, I probably thought we were probably maybe like a, I don't know, four to seven point. I was thinking like six, six or seven. I was thinking like a touchdown favorite. But yeah, after, I mean, even that's the point now we're hearing like, Seeing things on Twitter from like Syracuse, people like radio personalities out that way, are basically like almost confident that the Syracuse is going to really have no problem with Purdue, which is I, I don't know. Interesting. It's yeah, it's interesting. After I mean, I, I mean, how much of it is the the oh Louisville? They beat Louisville. Louisville's a big name, and really like yeah, is it or really much, or is it that you know Purdue lost a, a home game already? You know, granted it was against Penn State, which I still don't think is going to be super good, but. You know, still a quality opponent, but 
Or it's just, yeah, and I, don't, I, don't I think. Know. I think Purdue got some – there's also some bad – I heard on game day on Saturday morning, like Herb Street even like was like talking about Penn State and like the game and like, oh, they got some help from Purdue with that clock management at the end of last week. And I was like, yes and no. Like, yeah, yeah Purdue could have, but like it's also because Purdue couldn't run the ball. Right. So I think like Purdue's getting dumped on a little bit nationally for that that I don't <laughs> think is quite fair or quite valid yeah. all the way. Like Herb Street <laughs> made that comment like – at like 9 a.m. on Saturday and kind of <laughs> pissed me off. And I was like, that's – Well, I don't know what it is. Just like if – still the perception just hasn't I mean just be from there just from a couple of years ago. It's like, you know, maybe considering last year maybe more of a fluke season compared to what the first – or the last couple of years before that were. I mean, it's like I mean, we're coming off a nine-win season. <clears> and <throat> we – I know the quarterback's returning. You know, a lot – the offensive line's returning. You know, a lot of the defenses returned. Granted, we lost, you know – two top, you know, top three round draft picks, but I mean, we still have a pretty, as we've talked about already, a pretty, you've got, um, you've got a six year and you've got a six year quarterback who everybody says is super, I, I don't know, all the coaches and then the big 10 people and the media are saying as accurate as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they've got talent and Brom's going to, I mean, they're going to score. So yeah, it's just yeah. a matter. I mean, I don't think Purdue's going to, unless they're, unless they're playing Ohio state gonna get blown out by really anybody just because they should be able to score yeah what's gonna be interesting though is um i'm kind of reading here and i kind of i've already seen already but syracuse's quarterback which his name is garrett schrader is a true dual threat quarterback um he's got a former former four star from mississippi state Mm -hmm. 29 carries for 118 yards through just two games granted one of those was against uconn so who pretty beat 56 to nothing last year. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be interesting, especially now with not having Jalen Graham back there, you know, kind of playing that, you know, that hybrid, that kind of that hybrid safety linebacker role. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know if it's like a super bad thing. Cause so everything I saw about, sorry, what's what's his name? The quarterback Garrett? uh, Garrett Schrader. Schrader was that he was not a very good thrower before this year, like 50% completion. Mm -hmm. Now he's hitting like 80% again against Louisville, who I think struggled a little bit with like Florida International last week and, everything, <laughs> and then UConn. So not again, but still, yeah, 80% is 80%. But then that's also the seem their running back, who was I think second team All-American last year, and they have a huge offensive line, mm-hmm. um, which kind of concerns just because like, okay, I think of like Minnesota's offensive line being right. – but then they had that tackle that was 380 pounds in the last <laughs> couple of years. And um, I don't know. I'm just being interested. Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of, that's the only thing that kind of is as a reading about Syracuse and Purdue is that, okay, Purdue, their offensive line is massive. Yep. They have a really good running back and a dual threat quarterback. Okay. So they can Purdue stop the run. I'm not really too worried about them stopping the pass. I think mm-hmm. with Trice, Allen, Jefferson, Jamari Brown, I think they'll be okay there. It's just more of containing and, containing Tucker, the running back, and then the quarterback options. Yes, yeah, as Tucker, he uh, was a second-team AP All-American last year after rushing for almost 1,500 yards. But his longest run through the first two games this season comes to just 13 yards. Um, he's racked up 212 yards and three touchdowns so far on the season. So, yeah, I think it's – I mean, you got those two guys. I think they're pretty shotgun heavy. And they have a new offensive coordinator too, so that's interesting. Came from Virginia. Yep. Um I don't know. A N E A. I don't know how to pronounce that. 
Yeah, no, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, going back to Schrader, his style, and he's 38 for 48 for two, 528 yards and five touchdowns so far on year. Again, one of them being against uh, uh, UConn. Um, that, yeah, I, can't wait, we should, I don't think they really have any like, receivers that strike a whole lot of fear. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is just if we can't contain him on the run – that's where it's going to get really dangerous. Yeah. Which, if we play, if we play his run, I'm sure he'll be able to just kind of dump it right over the top of us of our defenders. And and that's where I, I don't know. I'm curious just because you've got uh, like so Graham, who obviously pretty best defensive player, probably I don't know, maybe not. I mean, Travis I would agree. Him. Yeah, but but who is the good athlete can play kind of plays both ways. But mm-hmm. now, okay, if you've got Tucker, you can go a little bigger. So maybe yeah. it's not the worst thing. I mean, you've got, I don't know, was it Wahlberg or Wal- the mm-hmm. there's a bigger, some of the other bigger backup linebackers yeah. to kind of be in there to clog the middle to kind of help prevent that run a little bit. But it's obviously helped more. You'd want your best defensive player out there, probably your, probably your best athlete with him and OC brothers to kind of help on the edges with mm-hmm. the quarterback runs. And, yeah. and what I do think, you talk about the offensive line too, like where I think we have a benefit there is just how much we've played so many guys so far our depth is pretty deep on both sides of the line but especially on defensive line where if it is a more of a battle down there like we can you know hope so that's yeah. that we've got guys we can rotate in if guys are getting gas so it's by the time you know by the end of the game it's not like you sometimes have seen the past where the orbs our teams are just too tired to put up a fight and they can just run it down our throat yeah because so it just seems the depth yeah. can because if purdue can contain not let Tucker beat them on the ground or let Schrader beat them with the like to make him throw it. I don't think, I know he's obviously started off great. He's had two years. Maybe he's improved a lot, but just based on history, I don't know if he can, I feel pretty good if Purdue makes him pass it, I guess. Yeah. Defensively. Got a comment here from Big yeah. Time Boiler. Syracuse fans quickly getting on my list of most arrogant fan bases. I, I thought, that, I thought to the other too. orange teams, Illinois and Tennessee, which yeah, cause I, I saw actually Big Time Boiler had a tweet. I think that's kind of where I was reminding you from where he says, like, the respect for Purdue is just not there, which is odd given the season that they just had. You'd think you'd have, you know, some level of respect for them. But I don't know if it's just East Coast thing, you know, East Coast arrogance. I mean, I I think it's the Louisville. I think if they beat Louisville and it just yeah. assumed that that's a big win. And, yeah. like, yeah, it's a good win. Like, I'd be pumped. It's the job that Louisville. Jeff Brom won. We beat exactly. him. So we're having, yeah. Uh, it's not even like, I mean, I can get it. Like, if you're like a basketball at Syracuse fan, I mean, to a point, they haven't been very good really recently uh, with Bayheim being a walking corpse. Um, but football, I mean, I can't remember the last time Syracuse had a good football team. Granted, I don't pay attention to ACC football that often, but actually, either in the ACC, yeah, they're in the ACC now. It used to be Big East, but my, my really, my only remembrance of Syracuse football is when Purdue stomped them like 59 to nothing on Labor Day weekend. In like 2004. <sighs> Any other thoughts on the game? I know we don't have a whole lot going on this week. Um, I don't know. So we talked more. I think we talked about Syracuse. We didn't talk, we talk about Purdue's offense against Syracuse mm-hmm. defense. How do you feel? I mean, O'Connell, you always feel pretty good. I don't know. How do you feel? Even without Doru and probably Brock Thompson, who knows, on Mershon Rice. I haven't heard yeah. anything. But I don't know. How do you feel? I think. I mean, with O'Connell back there, I, I I mean, I feel pretty confident. I mean, more so than I have over the last couple of years with guys. Probably haven't felt as confident than I have as as I have since we had like Blau or Sindelar back there. Um, you felt more confident with Blau or Sindelar than O'Connell? No, I say it's, it's about on that part oh, okay. level, like because like last year it was, you know, 
Plummer couldn't really get things yeah. going. If not, and then like O'Connell first was like, oh, we got you know, he's like, oh, he's a walk on, like you know, he's unathletic walk on. He stands yeah. back there with our bad line, and yeah, Plummer at least can move. He, yeah, he shut everybody up last year, but yeah. um, yeah, my my biggest thing is like is until he can get other guys involved, that's my only worry. It's just, and especially when I was at the game at the Penn State game, it just felt like he wasn't even looking in other guys' direction. He was just throwing the Charlie. Every time we try, I, mean, I don't blame him. If he was catching the ball, I mean, kind of like if you said with, with David Bell, if he's, he's going to catch it, then get him the ball. But I like to see get some other guys involved just for yeah. just to open up the field a little bit more for some of these guys. But that's kind of my my big question mark is kind of seeing where that go, where he where he goes, and what Syracuse does to try and take Jones away. The the one thing I have seen. A lot of people on the boards talk about is how small Syracuse's defensive line is. Like, I think one of their starting one of their starting defensive ends is like listed at like two twelve or something. Wow, something something like mm-hmm. super small, um, comparatively to normal like Big Ten defensive lines and mm-hmm. offensive lines. So that kind of gave me hope that maybe I know now without Daru, but this was but that maybe Purdue could run a little bit and kind of get some balance to actually yeah. Yeah, obviously they're gonna they're always Brown Rob's always gonna be the the downfield passing and use the pass, but at least have some balance and with a threat of the run that they might be able to okay, they're gonna get six yards up the middle, so we can't totally forget about pretty running the ball and then that opens right. up the passing, just makes everything better, obviously. But uh that kind of gave me a little bit of hope that it, not not even a hope. Optimism that Purdue's offense isn't gonna have a whole lot of yeah, problems. Just sucks though. This is where Garrett Miller I think would be huge because it'll just one, he was a good blocker um, where Teferi struggles, but it, I think it would really help open up the field for pain and get him some. Uh, what's the. Um, are we going to see. I want to see. Uh, what's the. There's the offensive, the freshman, Richard. Is it the 2M Musa? I don't remember one of them. That's oh, Musa Embo or something like that. Is, is he the one that's brought in as like the sixth offensive line? Yeah. As a yeah. tight end, basically. And I think they yeah. even said he's. Like, if he get uh, if he get, does a little better blocking, they said he might get the ball. <laughs> I want to see him. <laughs> I want to see him on a goal line, like third and one, and he yeah. dives out for he catches a pass. I want to see a offensive lineman touchdown touchdown pass Which, to a three hundred ten pound guy. Tanner, I kind of talked about last week was in the first game was <clears throat> how much better. I mean, how much better our, our red zone offense performed compared to last year? Like we scored, I think about every time we were in the red zone. The Penn State game, so that's a bit of a nice surprise. But it's like, why not give it to the big guy when we're, we're down there just to move that line a little bit? Yeah, that's what they said. They said he, oh, this actually, he's the one from Wisconsin. Yeah, he's from yeah, Wauwatosa yeah. up here who played basketball. And I remember seeing a picture of him <laughs> in high school dunking. I think he was playing even with a mask on. I remember yeah. that guy was like, what the? It was crazy. Yeah, big um, kid, but he could move really well. Yeah. He has, he has some skill to him, kind of like a kind of remind me of like Trayvon Williams when he was in high school. He uh-huh. was just a big, you know, kind of. A little on the chubby side, like you know, as a 17, 18 year old kid would be, but a freak athlete, but a freak athlete, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to pick some games, yeah? Let's All do right. it. Oh my god, Actually, poor UConn. Before we do that, we're gonna, we're gonna give a, a shout out word or give a word for our sponsors. First up, we got Mad Mushroom Pizza. Um, I don't have the ad read because I don't think Tanner sent it to me, so um. Can kind of find out the seat of my pants here. Um, but bring up new, that pizza we, of the month. Pizza of the month. We talked about it last week in September. 
pizza of the month. So tonight's pizza of the month is Josh's Tasty Meatballs, our traditional pizza sauce topped with meatballs, onions, banana peppers, mozzarella cheese, and things with a hot sauce drizzle. Served with a side of ranch for just starting at just fourteen dollars. I'm trying to bring up the. And if you are in town, uh, for, you know, whether you're spending the weekend at Purdue, um, use promo code if or if you're ordering um, online, use code Break Five for five dollars off any order over twenty bucks. This pizza of the month is fourteen bucks. All you need is to get a side of cheese sticks as well. You're gonna be you're gonna be over that twenty dollar mark. Get five dollars off. Or if you're in town, stop and tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you as well. We're happy to have Mad Mushroom back again as a sponsor. Uh, great people, and I mean, only original cheese sticks. You really can't go can't go wrong there. All right, so we're gonna hop into some so Big Ten here. Yeah, poor UConn. Saturday at noon on ABC, UConn travels to the Big House against number four Michigan. The spread is forty-seven and a half. I think they cover. I think they cover. <laughs> I think it's yeah. going to be worse than the uh, Purdue Indiana State game. And then, sadly, yeah. not the uh, the game we were hoping to see because our beloved legends of a coach Scott Frost has been. Oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about that. Yeah, given the boot, got his fifteen million dollars to get the hell out of town three weeks early. Then before his buyout drops, and well, it was cut in half or something like that. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, number six Oklahoma travels. Wait, is this actually in Nebraska or is this a uh, yeah, it's in Lincoln. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was a neutral site, but travels to Lincoln. Face the Cornhuskers. Oklahoma's eleven point favorite. I I kind of now I kind of want Nebraska to win. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> as much as it was as fun as it was to listen and see Scott Frost was at Frost lose, now it's kind of like now I kinda of hope they win like eight games. <laughs> So they can get uh, – uh, Not really. Uh, Actually, I don't, Nick I don't Saban, mean that. That will mean Nick Saban want to come there or, you know. Yeah. No, I think like Pete Carroll probably. <laughs> Brad Stevens is probably on the list. I mean, um, you yeah. know. Sean Payton, obviously. Sean Payton, yeah. He's not, do, he's not yeah. doing anything. I have heard Matt Rule's name thrown out there. I know. Like, he'll probably get the axe at, at Carolina. Carolina. Bill Belichick will probably retire and yeah. retire to Lincoln because you know, retirement oasis. Such a um, great job. I don't. <laughs> I I think Nebraska gets a little boost. Yeah. Just because I don't know, it just seems like that. Or or it's gonna go the opposite, and Nebraska right. is gonna finish the year one and eleven, and yeah, not it's gonna be a Daryl Hazel esque. Even though I think they have a lot more talent. Oh um, yeah, they have way more talent. Good recruiting and talent. Yeah. It's just a matter of, but I don't know, that, that just seems crazy that they've been that bad. It's been hilarious, but I, I think Oklahoma, I think has, Nebraska may like keep it close at the beginning, but I think Oklahoma eventually. I think I think Oklahoma covers. Wasn't this close? They played last year, didn't? Was, it was a close game last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I thought it was, and it was way closer than I expected. Or I think, like, I think Nebraska missed a couple field goals or something. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I remember, if I, remember I feel like Nebraska should have won. Yeah, it was one of those things where everybody thought that Oklahoma's going to wipe the floor with them. And yeah, so I agree. I think I think it's closer, but I think Oklahoma. I think they win by like two touchdowns. So I think. Yep. I'd like to see Nebraska. I don't know if I don't want to see them win, but no, I still <laughs> want. Yeah, Oklahoma by two touchdowns. Um. Gosh, Illinois at Northwestern. I mean, hopefully, if you're a Western fan, hopefully, God, you don't lose. 
I don't see a line for that one, so I'm assuming yeah. that I mean, there wasn't a line for Purdue Indiana State, right? There was not. like Saturday morning one showed oh, okay. up, and we covered it, whatever. I think it was like 35, something like that. Uh, Northwestern wins. I'm gonna say easily, not knowing anything about the Salukis of Southern Illinois. Sorry, we have an update. My brother just texted me. Xander Horvath just scored another touchdown. I'll go pick him up on our fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I need some help after the first week. Um, Two touchdowns. Wow. Scored in know, week one. Other league, I'm, in a, I'm with a bunch of guys who went to Purdue. I'm pretty sure he's already been picked up, so I'm not going to even try for that. But unless Tanner already picked up Horvath, he probably not even listening right now. Oop. Did I lose Andrew? My boss, Andrew. I'll keep going here while we wait for uh, Andrew here. Um, looking next on the slate for Big Ten games, we've got uh, Rutgers visiting Temple. I think it's that Temple. Let me double check here. Unless it's my Wi-Fi that's giving me issues. Uh, let's see here. This game is played in... Oh, that's at Temple. Sorry, I was reading that wrong. I Rutgers or is a eighteen point favorite. I think they cover that. Um, and Andrew's experiencing some extreme technical difficulties. It looks like he is just black monitors all around. Um, so he's lost. So you get your eyes are just stuck with me if you're listening and or watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. So we'll kind of power through this here. Um, next on the slate, we've got Penn State at Auburn. Penn State. Uh, new to the rankings this week at 22nd, uh, 2-0. Auburn's also 2-0. This game will be on CBS at 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, it's at Auburn. Um, Penn State's a three-point favorite. <sighs> Not knowing much. I don't really know much about Auburn. Um, and just given my disdain for Penn State and not thinking that their offense is all that good. Um they were, they were able to put some points up against Purdue. Hope I've got Andrew back here. It's uh... Andrew, are you back? Yes. Now I, <laughs> my camera. It. Uh, I think my computer overheated. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I was um, going through. I went through. Uh, I, I, uh, Rutgers at Temple. Rutgers is an 18 point favorite. Who you got? Rutgers at Temple. Um, yeah. I mean, have not I've not paid attention to what Rutgers has done this year. They're eighteen point favorites. So I said they're gonna not know anything about Temple. I said sure they'll cover. There it is. I yeah, I, I think. Um, the game I was talking about was uh, number twenty second, uh, Penn State at Auburn. Penn State's a three point favorite on like, the game's three thirty on Auburn. CBS. Yeah. So I was saying I was I was saying right when you when we got you back, but I don't know anything about Auburn um, other than their SEC team and SEC talent, but. The last, the last time, I think the last Auburn game, I remember watching. They, um, they are still scoring. So um, I think that SEC speed is going to be a little different. And I, I was, I was saying, I, I don't think Penn State's all that great. I think they have a good defense. I think I'm not a big believer in their offense and Sean Clifford. I mean, he shows, you know, spurts here and there of some, you know, of a good quarterback, but. I'm picking Auburn in that being the Same. home team. I think I think Clifford's fine. I don't think yeah, he's anything. He's, yeah, he's pretty special. average. I don't think I mean, he's. Yeah, I agree. Yards. I think I don't think I'm, I'm kind of surprised Penn State. I didn't realize Penn State was ranked. Yeah, I didn't either until I pulled up on the yeah. app. 
Um, noon on BTN, uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers traveled down, actually traveled north to Bloomington, Indiana to face the, the 2-0 Indiana Hoosiers. Six Indiana, and IU, six and a half, huh? I, I'm oh, at seven now. Okay. But what's weird is I'm on Well, it's because Connor, sorry, because Connor Thompson hasn't placed his Western Kentucky best that <laughs> line back down. So the line is Indiana seven, but the ESPN matchup predictor gives Western Kentucky a 54.8% chance of winning. Love it. <laughs> so this was actually, I remember watching this game last year, and it was actually, it was a pretty good game. It was kind of a shootout. Uh, Western Kentucky couldn't mm-hmm. really do much. They couldn't stop them, but IU couldn't stop Western Kentucky either, and, and yeah, IU ended up yeah. winning. But it was, it, I think it was West- like, sorry, go ahead. Western Kentucky's quarterback graduated, didn't he? Or I he think so. Draft I, remember, or something. I remember watching the game. My my fiance is an IU grad, but I think it was like the largest crowd on hand for the Western Kentucky home game because they were playing a big time above. Yeah. It was it was like half full. <laughs> I know IU won fairly handily last week, but who did they? They were down at half. They like, were down at half to early. Idaho. Yeah, they were down yeah. at half, and then I I watched kind of the end of that game. Um, I mean, yeah, they were down. I, they were down ten to nothing at half, and then scored twenty three unanswered in the third. And yeah, it was like thirty five to twenty two. Yeah. I running back is pretty good. Idaho really couldn't stop him, but then there was a couple times where Idaho, like IU, couldn't stop Idaho's passing game kind of towards the end. It was, I mean, the game was already like IU had the lead comfortably, but Idaho would be like, oh, they're within nine all of a sudden now, and then like IU would score and some. But it was yeah. just like it was, but. I want to pick Western Kentucky so bad. I'm picking Western Kentucky. <laughs> well, split. I think Indiana wins a squeaker. I don't think they cover, though. Uh, next, we've got Colorado at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a 27.5 point favorite. I didn't realize Colorado's 0 2. Did not know they were that bad. Okay. Let me say Minnesota covers. I don't think they do. I don't think they cover. Again, I think Tanner Morgan's in that same as like Sean Clifford, where it's he's not as I guess they have Ibrahim back too, but uh, he was hurt last year, I believe, wasn't he? The running back from Minnesota. Um, uh, yeah, I I think I think they win by like twenty one. I think it's like three touchdowns. I don't think it's four. Skipping some of these games because I don't really care about Ohio State and Toledo. Um, yeah, I mean. Or- Wisconsin versus New Mexico State. Um, Ohio State Toledo is only thirty two, but Michigan I know, I was looking at that. and I thought, UConn is forty seven yeah. and a half. Is it really? I feel like those should be flipped. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know much about Toledo, but uh, I don't either. But it's Ohio State, and Ohio State is yeah. Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's going to be favored by thirty two against like Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, this could be a good game at 7.30 on ABC, Michigan State. Number 11 Michigan State travels to Seattle to face the Washington Huskies. With some, again, former Big Ten ties with uh, with Washington's coach, DeBoer, former coordinator at Indiana, and then obviously Jamarco Shepard, the wide receivers coach. And uh, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. So, former. Oh, man, who's also six. uh, I, I I just see him in, like, the key players. 682 yards, six touchdowns, one pick through yeah. two games. So, I mean, hey, good decision by him. Yeah. Oh, I think, and I think also, man, I believe he played for DeBoer too. Yeah. So, I guess I make sense for him because that's when he played really well at Indiana, was under him. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington's a three point favorite. I think I'm going to go with Washington. 
Washington is, a, I guess, home. But number yeah. 11, Michigan State, is a three-point dog, huh? Mm-hmm. I think I I think Michigan State. I'm going to pick Michigan State to right. pull the I guess technically the upset. But. Um, this game's only interesting because of the spread. SMU at Maryland. Maryland favored by two and a half. I think I want to pick Maryland just because I think I want I want that to be a, a bigger game when Purdue gets to go out. They exactly go out east. Think, year, that's right? exactly why I want them to win. After that, I don't really care after we play that. Yeah, I care if they do. And finally, the game we're all going to watch at noon, our first noon game of the year. Really, one of the few noon games, at least so far, that's been announced. Uh, Purdue at Syracuse on ESPN2 as it stands on ESPN app at uh, about 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Syracuse is a a one-and-a-half point favorite. That I mean, I get it. I know they're they're – it's definitely a different – again, not not knowing anything about Syracuse before the year, really, of just looking at – I don't think they were very good last year. Um, they have definitely played better and are pretty – seem to be pretty good. I, for some reason, I think maybe it's just a counter, like what uh, Big Time Boiler said about Syracuse fans getting overconfident. Now I'm kind of flipping going the other way, where I feel kind of like – I hope – I'm kind of hoping it's like the Missouri game, like David Blau a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. When I, I don't remember going into that, I have no idea what the line was or what going in, but then Purdue just boat raced them out of kind of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that bad, like Purdue winning by 40 or anything like that, but I just think Purdue is going to put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And I think Purdue's defense does enough, forces a couple turnovers. I think their quarterback kind of comes back to earth a little bit. And um, Purdue's corners, Trice, I think Trice gets his first pick this week. That's my. I like it. Prediction and then Kobe Lewis. I mean, with no King Doru, I think Kobe Lewis takes a bigger role as he gets uh, further away from his. I think he had knee injuries last year. I don't know why he didn't play. I forget what the injury was. Mm-hmm. So I think Purdue, uh, I'll say Purdue 42 Whoa. to 28. Okay. I like it. I've been going back and forth between those. It's going to be like Purdue wins by like three. If we if Purdue wins, or it's like kind of like what you said, so I think my score prediction was uh, Purdue thirty four, Syracuse twenty one. So, it's because, well, yeah, so you're going with the under. Yeah, it's it's uh, the over. It's total is sixty right 60, now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of points. I think Purdue. I think Purdue's. I don't know if Syracuse, I think Syracuse defense doesn't be isn't going to struggle with with O'Connell, and then Purdue's going to okay. be able to kind of run off of that and. Purdue's going to have another good game running. So I think the offensive line is much improved and not getting as much respect, even without the lead back. But I think Purdue's got enough. I think the four guys that they had are not that all that separated apart. I don't think there's much of a difference between one and three or four on the depth chart. So I think that'll be, yeah, it's a loss, but I think they'll be okay. I like it. Any other closing thoughts? Or any other, I mean, Trying to get some information about Purdue basketball, which is getting me excited. It was kind of, as I kind of mentioned, our text message chain earlier today is like, as of right now, which will obviously we'll cover basketball a lot more as we get closer to the season. But it's kind of my mindset going to is kind of how it was in 2020, where it's just make the tourney and, you know, kind of go from there. But if we can, but it's, I'm getting the way Brian Newbert talks, I'm getting really excited about a lot of these newcomers. Yeah, it kind of goes back to like, I think for, I don't know, the, the mentality of, like I said, with, with football, I, I hate having expectations. And now it's a good year for basketball because it's okay. They lost 
Trevon Williams, Jaden Ivey. I mean, you lose a lottery pick, so you're obviously mm-hmm. expectations are going to come down. But there's still sure. a lot of there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, let's really so. Yeah. Okay. For pretty. So, yeah. Yeah. So kind of what you said, the expectations are not, not as much. So there's a lot more to kind of that chip on their shoulder, a lot more to prove and that they can kind of go out and actually overperform instead of Purdue historically under, under, underperforming, underachieving, disappointing. I don't know what the word, what the word you'd say. Cool. Before we wrap up, I'm gonna we're gonna give another shout out to another one of our sponsors, and that is the shop. Angel and I are both repping some shop merchandise that we even got. If you're watching this on video form, I've even got a pretty Pete uh, drink glass um, that I got from the shop. Uh, Andrew's got the new one of the newer shirts, the Let's Play Football. Let's shirt. play football. Literally right before the Penn State game, I'm still rocking a shirt from last year. I need to go out there and buy some more shirts. Um, update my wardrobe. Um, shop's been given, you know, has been making shirts since 2011. Um, they're based, you know, in India. If you're from Indiana, they're based in Indiana, based in Indianapolis. They've got two brick and mortar locations, one in Broderpool, which you can still access. And there's a lot of, if you're, if you live in the Indy area, there's some major construction going on downtown Broderpool as the roads are closed, but you can still access the sidewalk. So if you're in town, feel free to stop by and uh, stop by their, their Broderpool location, or you can go to downtown Carmel. Um, or near downtown Carmel and check out their new Carmel location. Or if you cannot make it down to Indy, you can go online at theshopindy.com. And remember, if you ever shop online, use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off your entire order. Um, once again, they do more than just uh, produce stuff. They do, you know, if you've got who's in your life, if you've got, like, Andrew, you've got some bulldogs in your life that you have to buy Butler shirts for, uh, that code applies the same. They actually even came out with uh, – Again, if you look with India, they came out with licensed T-shirts for Carmel High School, uh, so a couple oh. Carmel T-shirts. But also, they've got anything from, you know, Indiana State Parks. Right, you know, it's very ton awesome of Indy Five Hundred stuff. School, Indy Five Hundred yeah. stuff, you know, especially the month of May. It's awesome stuff. That's kind of their their really busy yeah. season is is during May. But we love them. We're glad they're back on. Super comfortable shirts. They fit really well. Um, good quality. I mean, you, you you get what you pay for, and it's really high quality. And you can get a nice little discount whenever you order online. Let's know that the board breakdown sent you guys. Um, other than that, I think we're we've, actually I'm surprised we were able to last as long without our fearless leader Tanner with us today. He's usually just rambling here. But any other closing thoughts before we end nope. the broadcast? I, just, nope. Let's just hope for a uh, relaxing Saturday afternoon. Who <laughs> is actually looking? Going back, is there any? Is there any big? Uh, not like non Big Ten. I used to get BYU at Oregon. Uh, who does Notre Dame play? But I think the bigger question is who does who does the Marshall Thundering Herd play? <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, other than that, I got nothing. Um, no. Like you say, Andrew, you can't <clears throat> take care of business. Let's shut all these East Coast Syracuse fans, football fans. I didn't really know there were Syracuse football fans. Um, let's shut them up. And uh, let's yeah. boil her up and hammer down and beat the orange.